0: Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered by the BetMGM app. We are live every weekday morning at 8 central time, streaming on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. The links tweeted out segment by segment on our Twitter, X timeline, at ATOZ Sports. You can follow us on Instagram or TikTok uh, for all the Titans coverage you need. And we got to thank our sponsors this morning for making the show happen and helping out all of you. That's Wilson County Hyundai. Make Wilson County Hyundai a part of your new car buying process or in Lebanon or at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Boneandjointtn.org, Farm Bureau Health Plans, better coverage, better rates, better service. Learn more about a plan for you at fbhp.com ATOZ. And Krebs Kubota, for all of your Kubota needs, visit krebskubota.com as well. Uh, Zach, this weekend has gotten, uh, I think, significantly more interesting Over the last couple of days, because the last time the Houston Texans were in Nashville, it was not CJ Stroud. It was not even Davis Mills. It was Case Keenum for the Texans going against the Tennessee Titans. And then, uh, of course, last week it was a Ryan Tannehill game. And I think there was a lot of fear. Uh oh, are we going to get Davis Mills versus Ryan Tannehill? Are we going to get Case Keenum versus Ryan Tannehill? That's going to put me to sleep on my couch. But over the last couple of days, some significant quarterback news that I think could spice things up a little bit. And it starts in Houston with the rookie CJ Stroud clearing concussion protocol. He is on track to start Sunday versus Tennessee, according to Adam Schefter. So CJ Stroud returns. Uh, and I think that will, of course, pose an even more difficult challenge for a Titans defense that is hoping to end the season off on a high note.
1: Well, yeah, and you know, CJ Stroud. Has a lot to prove. You know, the Texans are still playing for quite a bit. And CJ Stroud was having a great season, a great season for a rookie quarterback prior to him getting knocked out of that game. He's had to sit out. And we've seen that, you know, concussions all throughout the league. I mean, how many backup quarterbacks have played this season? I mean, look at last night. What are you watching? The Jets and the Browns. That's not what was scheduled at the beginning of the season. That was a Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers matchup,
0: right? we did, we got Joe Flacco two teams two teams that have started four quarterbacks this year the jets and the browns eight quarterbacks between those two teams we saw last night i believe it's like been like 60 quarterbacks or 59 quarterbacks that have started a game this year which is just an insane number uh i want to know what the record is uh, it's it, very few teams have had one guy start the entire season
1: Yeah. Well, and that is this league, you know, that, you know, you have the NBA, this league, this is the NFL, this league right around this time and only the strong survive and only the healthy survive at the quarterback position. And the Texans are getting their quarterback back at the correct time. You know, the Titans have a struggle because, and it's a power struggle within I think the fan base is you want to win. You may want to see Levis, you know, nobody really cares about Tannehill because this is his last season as a Titan Derrick Henry is still on the team. I feel like fans still respect Derrick Henry and want him to run hard and, and do well. They don't want to wish poorly uh, or a poor game upon him like he did maybe the last Texans game. But then you've got the draft pick, and you know you kind of want to lose. So this is a, 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 a tough matchup. But within this locker room, when you have jobs and you have Mike Vrabel as your head coach, you're not thinking about losing. That Seahawks loss hurt. Now, it yeah. may not have hurt in the fan base. The fan base may have been a sigh of relief. Anybody at the game, I think there was mixed emotions. At least I had mixed emotions watching that thing, being like, well, it's not that bad. Probably going to lose. They come back. The Seattle's the better team. Oh, it's okay that they lost. But within that locker room and within those four walls, and Sam, you could probably speak on this, better than i you know when i was covering the team on a day-to-day basis back in the day back in my day back when like chris johnson was there you there were some bad teams where at the end of those those seasons it was like man these guys are checked out they had bad coaches at the time right they're going through munchak and and malarkey and a bunch of different uh guys even wizard hunt Mike Vrabel's not that guy. Mike Vrabel is a, I feel like, keep the guys focused. The Tennessee Titans can win one or both of the next two games because I think of Mike Vrabel in the setup of the team. Are they favored? Are they likely to win the next two games? No, not at all. But I think any given Sunday in the NFL with a well-coached run first, play good defense type team. And if a quarterback gets you over with a little bit better play, you
0: can win a football
1: game.
0: Yeah, and we talk about seven one-score losses this year. And and like, I do believe some of that is blown out of proportion when you look at a team and you're like, well, look how close they are. Look at all these one-score losses because I think there's an element in professional football of like, these are two professional teams who are probably going to play close games and the good teams are the ones that finish and know how to, how to get over the hump in a one-score game. Uh, But when you look at how close the Titans have been in some of the games they have absolutely not been favored in, it shows you just how capable they are. And and to your point about like the players, they they don't care. Everybody has different motivation at this point in the season, and it is a little interesting, I'll say, being in that locker room because there seems to be, be careful with my words, a divide – In motivation, there are younger players on this team who are getting into the NFL for the first time. They're playing NFL games for the first time, and they're looking at, hey, how can we build momentum? Yeah, we lost, but like I played well. The guy next to me played well. We're starting to build momentum for next season. We're feeling good about where things are going. That seems to be one mentality that players have. And then there's veterans who have been in this league for over a decade who have, you know, busted their butt week after week after week for over a decade to win football games who are just defeated at this point and just want to win. And so you can kind of see the difference in mentality of like some of the players, hey, no moral victories. I want to win football games. This sucks. And then the guys who are like, but some of this did go well. And and of course it's all based on like the separate motivation of each guy at this stage in the season.
1: And, you know, let's talk about individual motivation. Let's talk about those veterans. Deandre Hopkins has an opportunity to become a thousand yard receiver. You don't think he wants to do that. Danico Autry can get another sack to add to his 11 and a half, right? Like
0: there is that. Those are, that's, those are two veteran guys I mean, Derrick Henry's 25 yards away from a 1,000 and might have two games left in the Titans uniform. How do you want to go out? Like, if these are the last two games of Derrick Henry as a Titan, how do you want to go out? thats I bet you that's a personal motivation for Derrick right now.
1: And that's on the veteran side of things. I'll just tell you one thing. Chigakonkwo, Traylon Burks, and Kyle Phillips, their
0: ass better step up and play better. Hey, you're playing for... Next year, you're like, I I had an article on A to Z sports.com. If anybody in the chat hasn't checked it out yet, I'd recommend going to check it out. But I I previewed six players on this Titans roster that I think are in audition mode for next year that are trying out for a spot on this team or another team in these last couple of games. And and what you do, like even just look at Traylon Burks, right? Zach, I mean, we, we have all this conversation going into the off season. Could the Titans draft Marvin Harrison Jr.? Could the Titans go pay T. Higgins? Could the Titans go and get so-and-so? I think what the Titans do at wide receiver could be determined based on how confident they feel in Traylon Burks and what he does over the last four or five weeks of the year. And so two games to go, if he can go explode and flash some more of that potential, maybe they feel like, hey, we don't need to go get a surefire number two. But if he doesn't show anything, his spot's not guaranteed at all, at least not in the rotation. They might need to go make an addition. And then he's squeezed out. You're, you're playing to show a lot. Conquil like you said, well, what if Brock Bowers is available at number seven overall in the draft? Do the Titans really need a tight end? I don't know. Maybe, maybe they do. Probably they do. If Chig doesn't step up down the stretch here.
1: Yeah. Well, and Chig
0: has been better, but he's I, I think every Titans fan would
1: feel that Chig there's so much meat left on that bone that it, he's been a disappointment in year two.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, the first half was really rough. Uh, I do think if Chig had played the entire year, like he has, in if it's backpack, and buts
1: or beers and nuts, we could true. be having a party here, Sam.
0: Yeah. Hey, fair enough. I, I, I do think he's corrected a lot of the mistakes with the drops. I think he's gotten open more consistently I think the blocking is still inconsistent uh, and potentially a problem that the Titans, there's something the Titans could have issues with moving forward when you look at, hey, how do we protect our rookie quarterback or I guess next year, second year quarterback? But how do we just build an offensive line that can pass protect? If Chig can't regularly get it done in pass protection, then maybe that's a problem that limits his snaps. But at least he catches the ball when it's thrown to him now. That's a that's a step in the right direction.
1: All right, so let's talk about next year's second-year quarterback, Will Levis. That leads us right into our conversation about what is Will Levis going to do. We're going to talk about him. We're going to hear from Will, Will Levis. We're going to see Will Levis with our own two eyes, as Sam did right there on the practice field. But first, I'm going to tell everybody about Farm Bureau health plans. Health, dental, and vision. I, look, Health. <laughs> I'm struggling with my health right now. I'm much better than I was. 200 plus locations across the state of Tennessee. I can trust Farm Bureau health plans when my health is not at 100%. I switched two years ago. I'm rolling over into 2024 with my Farm Bureau health plan. And man, am I glad that I, I, I have that. And I am. Tennesseans all across the state. You, I am shouting at you. That This is your time to go get a quote. I'm not forcing you to switch, but at least go get a quote and see what it looks like for you and your family. They've been in business over 75 years. Health, dental, and vision. That's Farm Bureau Health Plans
0: of Tennessee. Today's show is powered by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Quick little story time for the people, because uh, you know, I, I, you know, dabbled on BetMGM last night while I sat and watched Thursday night football, and I was. One leg away from a five-leg parlay hitting to hit a big, big bet. I just needed that David Joku touchdown, and I came up short so many times. He was so close, and I couldn't get there. And I kept thinking to myself, if only there was a way that this bet could go back in my count, I could just get another shot at it. That's what you could do with BetMGM if you sign up and use the bonus code A-T-O-Z Sports. and that first bet misses, the money goes back into your account up to $1,500 in the form of a bonus bet and an opportunity for you to get a second chance at winning big. You can say, hey, back to the drawing board. Let's see if we can uh, find a better pick and win some money here. That's what they offer you. That's why they're the king of sportsbooks. So when you're doing your sports betting, During bowl season, uh, the college football playoff coming up, or the rest of the NFL year, do it with BetMGM and BetMGM.com. Zach, uh, you bring up Will Levis. This is a game that I would be excited to watch if Will Levis does in fact return and play CJ Stroud because we've been seeing good flashes out of the Titans rookie quarterback, but I think there is that thought looming in the back of every Titans fan's mind. CJ Stroud is uh, special right now. Anthony Richardson showed a few flashes and how is Will Evans going to stack up to the rest of the AFC South as he develops? Well, Sunday, if he were to play is a good opportunity to prove on to the world, to the NFL world that he needs to be considered and talked about as a future star quarterback. The same way CJ Stroud is the question, is he healthy enough to go Here's Will Levis discussing his injury, an update on how he's feeling and why he wants to be out there later this week.
2: It's good, it's coming along well, doing everything I can to get it back. And uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see how this week goes, but um, taking it day by day. What's
0: the, what have the days been like for you as far as rehabbing and,
1: and, and still studying and trying to get everything done?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's continuing to just prepare as if I, I was playing and um, keeping the same mindset regardless of the situation. Uh, it's tough, but I mean, The time in the training room obviously takes away from, from the other time that you'd usually have, but I mean, that's part of the game. It's part of the sacrifices you have to make. And um, yeah, I mean, just continuing to work with these guys to to get me ready as soon as possible. How important do you think it is to
1: play a couple more games you know,
2: this season? I I just want to play ball. I mean, I just want to go out there and win games and get a, leave the season with a good taste in our mouth. You know, Um, we've had some tough losses and, Looking to just get the little things corrected, especially you know playing a, a team this week that we just played two weeks ago. You don't get that a lot, so that's interesting. Um, but opportunity to really kind of put a new version of us on tape versus that same defense, which is uh, going to be exciting. Yeah, I think it's tough to come back to the field and, and play with a different energy, like knowing that you're you're hurt. Like it's hard to play differently and and have that in the back of your mind. It, it, you, I feel like you can't play that way. You know, you, you got to be able to just go full tilt. Um, regardless of what's going on, or else you get yourself and your teammates hurt. So, um, you know, there's pain. Everyone's got pain at this point in the season. Everyone's dealing with something. Uh, You kind of just got to put it behind you and and play as if you're not hurt.
0: How much have you been able to, I guess, learn week over week, just being a rookie in this league? And how much does that, I guess, like, make you itch to get back that much more? Of Like, what could I be learning? How could I be growing in in these games?
2: Yeah, I think a lot of the growth I've made has just been through mistakes and, you know, good things I've done on the field and just with the mistakes, li- trying to limit them and not have them pop up again. I've done a decent job of that, I think. So seeing the growth from week to week is exciting. And then to miss out on that growth for a week um, is disappointing. But um, like I said, these two weeks are really, really important. We want to get these wins and, and, and get out of this season you know feeling feeling good about how we finished it and in, on an uptrend going into next year. Um, and for me, that's important with me and my game. But just got to continue trusting my process and uh, taking advantage of the reps I get.
0: Zach, do you have any thoughts on that? I mean, really good stuff out of Will Levis, and we haven't played that with you on the show yet this week, but uh, insightful stuff on the importance of getting back and wanting to play full tilt, feeling like he needs to be back playing like himself if he's going to be out there at all.
1: Up trend on the way out. What was last year's trend? That sound. Whatever you just did, I don't know (laughs) where where that came from, but... That's exactly right. That was the last seven games of last season. And that was honestly, that trend didn't it feel like
0: carry over into this season? It festered a little bit. I mean, there was this feeling of like, I I don't remember what game it was that they, it was one of the preseason games that they won. They, I might have been Chicago or something, but they came out with a win in the game and it was like, whew. Titans won a football game. That hasn't happened in a while. And there, there was like this weird feeling that kind of loomed over most of training camp of like, hey, remember when you guys lost seven in a row to end the season? Us too.
1: Right. And so, you know, they've changed that with the quarterback change and some of the other personnel. But I do think that that's a valid point by Will Levis. And, you know, we play the one word game quite a bit. I see all you know a lot of people on Twitter rip that. Um, which is fine, you know, uh, it, it's a form of flattery. But the one-word game, one word to describe Will Levis, in my opinion, is competitor. He wants to compete. That was all- See, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, we're seeing the same thing, at least. <laughs> yeah. Because he wants to be out there no matter what, at all costs. He wants to prove himself. He wants to prove that to his teammates, to his coaches, to the league. The, all of the teams that passed up on him, right? Like with the draft. I know that that is kind of, you know, past, but I still think that it's motivation. And he is a competitor and it's tough. This is in these type of situations when you have a very highly competitive guy. It's not a veteran injured player making business decisions. This is a young, young 20-something-year-old that wants to be out there and still prove his worth because he hasn't had an opportunity. He will continue to get opportunities. But in the last two games, as a franchise, how do you protect himself? How do you protect your quarterback against himself? Yeah. And then at the same time, how do you also gain valuable experience because there's only 17 games in a season? And we started the show with, how many times do backup quarterbacks come into football games in the NFL these days? Quite a, a bit.
0: Lot. Yeah. Uh, no that that is the question is how healthy is he? Is he healthy enough to protect himself? I like that you use that because that's what Mike Vrabel likes to use. Uh, and then you know, wanting to make sure he can play full tilt. This is him at practice on Wednesday, Zach. And I was actually very pleasantly surprised with how well Levis was looking. If you watch the practice videos of Levis last week on Friday when he came out for team stretch, he looked like visibly hobbled uh, in that team stretch period. Mike Vrabel's comments about how Will Levis was doing that Friday did not seem too positive. It didn't seem like there was a ton of progress, but uh, I guess that four days made a pretty significant difference because he was out there on the practice field Wednesday, was a full participant, did not have a Emphasis on noticeable limp or a noticeable brace or tape job or anything. He is wearing the long pants, so perhaps that is uh, something that is being hidden there. He was a full participant yesterday as well, and I have to say, just from my own perspective, looked very similar to he does right here. It looked like he was moving around a lot better, looked like he was having a lot more fun, and I think overall was a, a, a very positive sign. Then there's the other side of the coin, which is what you said. Can, can he protect himself? Can you protect him behind this offensive line? Is he able to play full tilt? And if he's not, is it a formative rep for him if he's not looking and healthy enough to play his own style of game? So these are some of the big questions, and I think it brings us to one of our questions this morning, which is knowing all of this information and watching that video from Will Levis, hearing him speak. What percentage chance do you give Will Levis to play on Sunday? We know CJ Stroud is expected to be out there. Marquee matchup against Will Levis, in my opinion, potentially coming. But what percentage chance do you give Will Levis to play on Sunday? I'll uh, turn that over to the chat here.
1: Yeah. And, you know, as those comments keep filing in, I want to go back to a comment uh, from Jay saying, we don't need more evidence. I agree with you, Jay. I don't think that there there's any more evidence of if he is the guy. I think that's sailed. Right? They made yeah. that decision in the middle of the season, passing up Malik Willis and going straight to Will Levis and having him start his performance. It's not evidence. We don't need any more evidence. It's the other e word. It's experience. Yeah, and that is valuable. Look at Justin Fields, you boy, Sam. Justin Fields with more experience and better players around him. I got. I see also the the, the chat saying like Skaronski's average. The players around him are dreadful. You also got to realize that Skaronski didn't have the best games or games or game or games the last couple of games. I'll admit that. But you're also a product of your team, and you want to see Will Levis continue to grow with DeAndre Hopkins, continue to grow with Chig as we talked about. Guys, you're next
0: year, by the way. Like, DeAndre Hopkins is going to be back. And, like, he's Don't under contract. <laughs> right. As far as his contract goes, he's under contract for 2024. So, as far as we know, he's a Titan next season. And that chemistry with Will Levis continuing to improve, an important piece.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. So, the question that we're asking is what percentage chance do you think Will Levis starts against the Texans in a divisional? game on Sunday. Let's go to the chat. We've got a lot of different answers coming in. We have some high answers. 90%, 100%, unfortunately, from Jay, who just had that previous comment. Unfortunately, 80%. So some more unfortunate. 90% from Linwood. 100% from Richie. 80, 69 right there from Rasheed. Uh, Chris Frazier goes one hundred fifty-five. so a little bit lower from Guy. 100%, 60 from Coss. Sean Gill says 65% could be gamesmanship as we know that Mike Vrabel likes to play that gamesmanship game. 44% from Cameron Strong. Jake Hughes goes 59. 50 from Matt. Amanda says 40. Caleb goes with 90%. Only a setback keeps him out from now until Sunday. 90% from Dave and Deborah. Blue man goes 49%. So a lot of high percentages like Billy Jones going 85 and hundred percent there from gorilla. We know Vrabel, if he's actually healthy, he will play. And I think he should. So Sam, where are you? And I think, you know, not one person's opinion. Well, I actually don't want to say it. Some people's opinions are, are better than others in other people's opinion, but you have seen firsthand. You recorded that video that we watched, which I thought was a very good video to form an opinion for this question because how do you how is he doing his step back in his cadence? How is he planning on the foot? How is he, you know, how are his throws? Now obviously, he doesn't have guys bounding at him trying to sack him and take his head off. But you've seen him firsthand. What is your opinion on percentage of him starting and playing? on Sunday against the Texans?
0: Yeah, I'm i I'm very high. I'm at a, I'm at a 90%. I I really do expect to see him on Sunday, kind of a combination of all of these things. Number one being what he looks like on the practice field, which I think is significantly improved and mostly healthy uh, for like, I mean, if he's dealing with something, it's not really noticeable uh, to those of us that have been Watching practice, uh, we know that Will Levis wants to be out there, if at all physically capable. He has been very clear about his motivation. Uh, in that way, the Titans' coaching staff has also expressed, you know, interest in getting him out there. Mike Vrabel called those reps invaluable, said that that experience over the next couple of weeks could be huge for his development and something that the Titans want to do. Tim Kelly told me a lot of the same thing when I spoke to him yesterday morning. So I think the Titans are motivated to get him out there. Will Levis is met, motivated to play. He also added in his press conference later on uh, that right now, it's a pain management thing for him. It's not really a risk of re-injury thing for Will Levis as much as it is hey, how much pain can I handle? He looks like he's handling it pretty okay. And so as I think as long as there's no risk of making his injury more severe, as long as there's no risk of, uh, you know, him not being able to be himself and protect himself, I think the Titans will play him. I'm 90% sure it's going to be Stroud versus Levis on Sunday.
1: I'm going to go a little bit more specific on how this thing is going to go. Look around the league. History shows you quite a bit of things in life and in football. Look at all of the the teams that are out of the playoffs that are playing their starting quarterback. Like, they're, they're veterans. Look what just happened to Russell Wilson. His ass is benched, yeah. right? They're not going to play. Now, there's some nuance to that. Don't get me wrong. But every single team that has that, I would say one team is playing their quarterback
0: that I, I know who you're talking about because it's, it's a weird situation It over is a there. very
1: weird situation. What team is that, Sam? You're
0: talking about the Washington Commanders. Who Wrong.
1: Are, I'm not talking about the Washington Commanders. Uh, th- that is a weird situation. They're playing a backup quarterback, though.
0: Jacoby oh, Brissett is he, starting. Uh, maybe I jumped the gun a little bit. I thought you were referring to a team who is playing the older veteran quarterback instead of the younger guy which the commanders are doing in Jacoby Brissett now is like they're, they're giving him the ball. I don't know why.
1: The Arizona Cardinals are out of it. They're not playing for anything because Kyler Murray is still playing, right? Yeah. That's the unique situation. But overall, this is the time of season that you want your young guys to play. And if you practice, you're going to play. Here's what I think is going to happen. Titans are going to get scooped and Diana Rossini or uh, Palacero or Rappaport or somebody.
0: Yeah. It'll be Rappaport and it's going to make me upset again because it's, it's the same deal. It's going to be a national report that says, will Levis likely to start for the Titans on Sunday coming out on Saturday night when it's like, Hey, if you've, been paying attention to any of the local coverage you would know that he was likely to play (laughs) this is what's gonna happen rap sheets gonna get up there here let me get a little bit
1: rap sheets gonna get up there (laughs) and and this is what rap's gonna say rap's gonna say will levis has practiced very well this week they feel confident in his ankle he's looked good out there on the practice field and he is likely to go on sunday we're going to see our first rookie showdown between Will Levis and C.J. Stroud in Houston. As C.J. Stroud comes back from concussion protocol, he's cleared everything that he needs to do, and we're going to see if the Texans can make a push for the playoffs.
0: <laughs> and then well, that, Andrew Santino is going to take over. Yeah, I told
1: you-, you I was getting specific on this thing. That I,
0: I've seen it all before. That's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, you, I, you slipped into a little bit of beginning of the impression. I think you slipped into McAfee a little bit there, a, a little bit with some of that, some of the McAfee twang and the cadence, the, and then we've recovered and we have right in the Rappaport pocket there. Chat loves it. Um, yeah, it, it, this is national coverage with the Titans, though. It's like abs. They don't pay attention to it at all throughout the week. They don't pay attention month to month, and then whenever there's kind of a budding storyline, they come over the top with the news that anybody who's been paying attention to A to Z sports on their Instagram, Twitter, X, Facebook, YouTube timeline has already been able to uh, decipher through our practice videos and updates. So, you know.
1: Well, uh, the percentage. I'll do 99. I think he's 99% chance he's going to start. Now, here's the real big caveat. Can he play the whole game? And that's not up to Will Levis, that's up to the people around him, right? Sure. He's got to protect himself, and the players around him have to protect Will Levis. And I feel like you've got to play a little bit of a, a different game with a mindset and a mentality. We said this when Will Levis was drafted. He is a developmental quarterback. He has to develop. The best way to develop is to play real time because he's going to get hurt again it's the nfl in the years he's going to play in the nfl he's going to get hurt again and he's going to be have to play on that injury everybody is trevor lawrence is playing on injury uh cj stroud is playing on injury right the guys that are vying for uh gardner Minshew's probably beat up but i you know Everybody playing for a playoff spot in this division is playing on injury. So, Will Levis is going to have to learn to do this. I think that this is the right move for Mike Vrabel at this point to come back. I will admit, I did not think that a couple of weeks ago. I was more, you kind of sit him down. But I thought that the high ankle sprain was a lot worse than it actually, I feel like, was. Because, I mean, look at those videos, dude. I mean, I've had an ankle sprain. I, I you can't put yourself in that situation, so I'm not trying to do that. But, like, he's moving very well. Now, he has around-the-clock treatment for a number of weeks, but for a high ankle sprain,
0: he he looks good. No, I'm lockstep with you there. When, the, when this first came out and there was the uh, report, I believe Jeremy Fowler of ESPN had it with the diagnosis that it was a high ankle sprain for Will Levis, I tweeted out, like, well, I mean, if this if Ryan Tannehill's any indication, Levis is likely done for the year and Titans would be smart to just sit him down. But over the last couple of weeks, it has not looked as bad as I think a lot of people originally thought. He's moving around so much better. Uh, we talked about this. Uh, I was kind of telling the chat this a couple days ago. Zach, Ryan Tannehill had the first time walking boot, like immediately walking to the, the press conference, walking boot. When he had, he had his high ankle sprain, it was crutches around the locker room. It was immediate. Uh Oh, this is severe both last year and this year. Will Levis has just kind of had like a limp at most and some tape around his ankle. So it's definitely not to the degree that Tannehill's has been over the last two years. And because of that, and now that it's not looking as serious I yeah I've absolutely shifted my opinion that they should play him and it's interesting what playing him might do for the old draft position that Titans fans are uh, are looking down right now because I think you and I would both agree the Titans have a better chance of winning this game with Will Levis into it but what is it that could set them over the edge we'll talk about that before we do it I want to tell everybody about maybe where Will Levis should go to avoid injury in the future that being The Bone and Joint Institute. Uh, The Bone and Joint Institute has a state of the art rehab facility located out in Franklin to assist in your recovery. So don't fumble on your recovery. Don't have a high ankle sprain and let it linger and then get re injured over and over again. Go to the Bone and Joint Institute, state of the art rehab facility in Franklin to assist in your recovery. Because whenever you get hurt in life, you have to know. Who you can trust? They've got over a dozen specialists who can help you through any type of injury, uh, and everything all under one roof. That's clinic testing, imaging, surgery, rehab, uh, all on the same campus. No driving all over Middle Tennessee from point A to point B, going to your different appointments. Just go see them in Franklin and get the good care that you need. Schedule an appointment at BoneAndJointTN.org.
1: And as we sports, we are powered by BetMGM. Sam's got a BetMGM prop for us later on in the show that is a Titans Texans prop. So gives you more incentive. If you don't have incentive to watch the game, which Titans fans should, because they're a fan of the team. Here's more incentive. You can get in on Sam's prop that we'll talk about later on in the show. Use the bonus code ATOZ sports. If you are a new user and sign up today, they're the king of the sports book. That's BetMGM. download the app on your Apple
0: or Android app store. All right, Zach. So this was a question that I'm actually really fascinated to hear your opinion about because this is something that you wanted to talk about this morning. And so the the question we're going to ask the chat, who is most likely to create a Titans win on Sunday? Who's most likely to throw a wrench in this top five draft pick plan? Will Levis, Derrick Henry, or the Titans defense and uh, while the chat comes in with their opinions, I'm just going to get mine out of the way and interested in hearing your your take here because I think it has to be Will Levis. Uh, at like Will Levis, I think, is the guy who elevates this offense from the boring run with Derek for 80-something yards and hope your defense can muddy up a game and maybe kick a couple field goals with Nick Folk and win it to being able to create explosive pass plays, score them some points, and overall play spoiler for a Houston Texans or Indianapolis or not Indianapolis Colts may help the Indianapolis Colts by beating the the Texans or the Jaguars next week. Will Levis is the guy to me who can create a win for the Titans and the chat seemingly disagrees with me because we have Henry (laughs) from Big Ten Jeff, Henry from MB, Henry from Roy Wright, the defense from Cameron Strong, the defense, uh, Trey Avery from Rashid. Trey Avery's the, r- created a loss last week, pretty much single-handedly with his late penalties. Uh, Matt does say Levis. So does Yuri. Patrick Bird says Levis. Brandon O'Connor, uh, Brandon Connor says Henry. Defense and turnovers. Henry uh, says Bork. Will Levis says Luman. Deborah says she hopes it's Levis uh, and thinks you know, hopefully Levis is the reason, which I think most people would agree with. If the Titans are going to win, you hope it's because Will Levis dominates. Um, What is your answer to this? I'm really interested in seeing where you go and why you were so eager to talk about this question.
1: Well, because it's not Will Levis, in my opinion, it is Derrick Henry. Hmm. Derrick Henry, the last time he played the Texans, had his worst game of his career, right? Yep. You think that's going to sit well with Derrick Henry? (sighs) wouldn't think so you think not- he's gonna get nine yards this week i would hope not you think he's gonna
0: get nine yards sam there's I no do, i, I if you gave me over under nine and a half yards on bet mgm i i would in fact bet the over derrick henry is the guy
1: that if you make him mad the first time he's gonna find a way to never have that happen again right so as long, I don't know if he'll be in a Titans uniform or in a Vikings uniform next year. Who knows? Vikings. You know, playing. Uh, I, I, I went that from, like, weird players in different uniforms. Yeah. Herschel Walker right there is a throwback. But Derek Henry, I think, is going to take out his aggression for the embarrassment that he had at the podium after the Texans game in Tennessee a couple of weeks ago. I think Derrick Henry is the key to this game. And if the Titans win, Derrick Henry's going to have 90 to 100 plus yards rushing, one to two touchdowns, and he's going to break something big. Now, he may not take it all the way to the house, but he's going to at least get them in field position to score points. Will Levis is valuable. I'm not discrediting that. The defense is valuable. I'm not discrediting that. But this seems like a Derrick Henry revenge game. And that is the most likely scenario for them to win. Because if Derrick Henry, what they don't want to do, Sam, is have Will Levis drop back to
0: pass every down. Yeah. Yeah, you can not play a drop back passing game.
1: You're actually doing a strategic game plan heading into Houston to protect your quarterback, get Henry his, and kind of diversify the offense and so that's my answer I, I actually i did not think that this was a one-sided answer i think will levis is probably third on this list in my really opinion. i go derrick henry one and then i go the defense second because i think that the defense against a quarterback coming back from concussion i think
0: you play this a little defense, Though this is not a titans defense with Jeffrey Simmons and Amani Hook. I mean, they're playing. What, what? They still
1: have Harold Landry. They still have Denico yeah. Autry. They still have you know those guys up front that have been disruptors and sack uh, attainers. And sure. that I. This is again. This is why it's second. Is it's C.J. Stroud, Sam? When you've got a concussion and you've been out a number of weeks, I think you come back. It's like Traylon Burks when he came back from his concussion. You're just, you're not, you're easing into it. Well, they, they had him play a certain amount of snaps. Like this is, and they, they also, the Texans, I know they're vying for the playoffs, but they have to protect their franchise quarterback that as a, a commenter earlier in the chat said about Will Levis, they're not trying to figure out C.J. Stroud anymore. They know he's the guy. It's now about protecting C.J. Stroud and helping getting the players around him to help him.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm worried about the defense just because I, I think I'm I think I'm more optimistic on CJ Stroud's return than you are. I I don't know if he's going to miss like I don't know if he's going to like miss a step or miss a beat quite like some people might think coming back from a concussion. I think they're going to put up a lot of points these Houston Texans are. Um especially against this secondary with like Trey Avery, Eric Garner, uh, Tremaine Tr- Terrell Edmonds, not Tremaine Edmonds. I wish the Titans had Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, that would be very good for them if they had him instead. It's a bad secondary right now. And if they can put up a lot of points, the Titans are not going to be able to play, in my opinion, the Derrick Henry ride the ground game, get a 100 yards rushing type of game. They're going to have to try and generate something explosive themselves. And so I think Will Levis is the guy who could do that for them. Um, hooking up with DeAndre Hopkins, seeing what Chris Moore has to offer. Now, what does Traylon Burks have now that Traylon Burks has shown some signs of development over the last couple of weeks, getting back into the offense and back up to speed? Can you hit a couple deep plays to him? I think that's the most likely scenario. The Titans have not done well enough winning these ugly, Defensive run the football game is because they lose in the margins, they lose on penalties, they lose on third down, they lose uh, in in all the areas that you need to be good to win. So how do they win games? Games like Miami when you can go and score a lot of points quickly and you hit explosive plays. I think that's more of the recipe now. That starts with the rookie QB.
1: I'll give you my take on Traylon Burks. Crumbs. One word to describe Traylon Burks. Crumbs. All we've gotten, and unfortunately for the rest of this year, two years into this project, all we're really going to get is crumbs. Hmm. The Titans may never be able to sit down and eat the actual piece of cake. And that's what they drafted him to be. He's just crumbs. He comes in. He has never had a string of really good performances The even the game that he had a couple of weeks ago that he had he caught, I guess that was against the Texans where he caught two big passes. The crumbs. Yeah. That's not the guy. That's not a first-round draft pick guy. He's crumbs. And so the expectation for Traylon Burke, if his over under is 40 yards receiving, he's not that dude. Yeah. And so those are crumbs, brother. And that I think is 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 a tough scene for the Titans they know it unfortunately the concussions have obviously played a role in those crumbs but that's what it is and you just can't count on him for something maybe you can get a bite of pie crust and he can get 56 yards this this week but he's not doing that in back-to-back weeks and then the season's over oh well it's back to you know, well, I gotta concentrate on myself, I gotta concentrate on my footwork and all the other stuff,
0: and then it's yeah. another year, right? Well, sure. Like he traylon Burks can go over a hundred yards easily if he can hit a deep one like he did earlier this year when Ryan Tannehill threw him the, the the long one against uh I think it was the Bengals game. He's perfectly capable of doing that. The problem with it is it's probably what three catches for 110, four catches for one ten. Like he he's not gonna have a game like you see some of the elite receivers in this league having where they have eight catches go over a hundred yards and are just a reliable, like keep coming my way. I'm going to keep catching the football guy. It's flashes in the pan, which can be productive for off for an offense, can help an offense, but it's not first round value. Um, And that is where I guess the, the standard, the expectation and then the reception of Traylon Burks, there's a little bit of a disconnect there where it's like, Yes, he, he cannot be totally trash. He can have some value and be somewhat productive while also acknowledging, Hey, this is not what you signed up for when you drafted him. And it's been a major, major disappointment, but I think both of those things can be true. Um, and so, yeah, they could use him even on next year's team and he can have a role on next year's team. And it's still going to be kind of a bust for a first round pick if you're a draft draft in the first round as a wide
1: receiver, Sam, it's okay that if you're not that guy, right? Like yeah. that's, it's hard to be that guy, but if you're not that guy, you better be a threat and he's not a threat. He has, he, the, the threat his deep ball threat that we've seen crumbed all over, you know, the last couple of seasons, maybe here or there, it's not a consistent threat. And so he has to, Figure out how he could be a threat.
0: Yeah, and well, I think I that's
1: going to be his task.
0: I mean, Jamal is going to get you a little triggered, maybe bringing up your boy Corey Davis. And honestly, though, that might be disrespectful to Corey Davis, <laughs> like a little bit. I when Corey Davis was healthy, at least he was like a consistent second option. Now, wait for where he was picked. It was absolutely disappointing. Uh, but Traylon Burks hasn't even shown. Corey Davis level of consistent production. Up and to this
1: one day. had one had four years. The other one has only had two. So.
0: True.
1: Right. Yeah. There's time. All right, Sam, look, I, let's get to a uh, super chats. And then i I, I just opened my BetMGM MGM app because I'm curious to hear what your prop is for this Texans game to see, you know, what I could place a wager on. That's what I'm trying to do. Uh, you, Andre brings up, and this is kind of perfect because this was earlier in the show. We've seen them bums for a season. Two games isn't going to save them. If Burks having two good games keeps them from going for a top wide receiver, fire them all. So Andre puts a that would big, be nice bow on ultimate, that
0: conversation. Yeah, I mean, an ultimate uh, Traylon Burks motivation game. You talk about the, yeah, individual motivation. Traylon Burks is like, hey now. I can win a couple games and take us out of the Marvin Harrison Jr. sweepstakes. I can take us out of the Malik Neighbor sweepstakes. I can ensure that we draft an offensive lineman in the first round by by winning us a football game here. That would be a, a hilarious personal motivation for Traylon Burks to keep his job by ruining the Titans draft position.
1: Yep, that's exactly right. So we've got to that. Now we're going to get to your prop. Here's Sam, but first going to tell everybody about Krebs Kubota. We love Krebs Kubota. They've got multiple locations across Middle Tennessee, including Columbia, Franklin, and Murfreesboro. You can visit them online with Krebs with a K. That's K-R-E-B-S Kubota.com, KrebsKubota.com. Middle Tennessee, Tennessee's preferred equipment dealer. They've got convenient locations, as I said, across Middle Tennessee in Columbia, Franklin, and Murfreesboro. Sell service supply, they do all of those, and they believe the customer satisfaction is rooted in their outstanding parts and service department. Their goal is to have the best parts and service in the industry, in which they do, and they stand behind that. The best equipment right there at KrebsKubota.com. That's Krebs with a K Krebs Kubota.
0: Today's show powered by BetMGM, the king of sports books. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports. When you sign up with BetMGM to get up to $1,500 back in the form of a bonus bet, if your first bet doesn't win, you get a second chance to win big. Uh, So that's BetMGM.com. And Zach, here is my play for the day, for this weekend. Titans and Texans, because there is a certain future Hall of Famer, a certain wide receiver on the Tennessee Titans, who is making his first return back to the city of Houston. DeAndre Hopkins is back in Houston for the first time since leaving the Houston, Texas organization. I was surprised to learn that this was his first time back. We also know he has better chemistry with Will Levis than he does Ryan Tannehill, I think. And, and we've seen Levis and him connect, have a lot of success over the second half of the season with Levis playing. I expect Will Levis to play. We've gotten two kind of dud games from DeAndre Hopkins in a row where the Titans haven't gotten him super involved. I think this week in Houston, in his return, is the week that he takes off once again. So his over-under on BetMGM is at 59.5 receiving yards. I am taking the over on DeAndre Hopkins, 59.5 receiving yards at minus 115. Him, Will Levis, They're hooking up for a lot of yards this weekend. That's my pick. Book it. There you go. Well, you
1: know, at the beginning of the year, I had DeAndre Hopkins over 1,000 yards, Ryan Tannehill over 4,000 yards to win like $600. Only, I think only one of that, only half
0: of that's going to hit. Well, if Ryan Tannehill has to step in and he throws for like 2,500 yards in a game, then you might be Uh, sick. Yeah, that's going to be tough sledding. I, I like that pick. I do think that there's a bounce back in deandre hopkins uh and to show the houston faithful there is some motivation there right he's gonna we're gonna talk to him later today and i i can already kind of predict what here you did your impression of uh ian Rappaport, i'll do my impression of deandre hopkins and what he's gonna sound like in the locker room later when we ask him no man just just another game for me man just another game for me uh yeah uh, i certainly love the city of houston and I, uh, I'm excited to to go back there. Love those people. I live in Houston in the off season. Um, excited to get this win. That's gonna be that DeAndre. Was good. That was good
1: because <laughs> he has that. And this is something about D Hop. He has that calm, smooth demeanor. That like he's a bad man on the field. Oh yeah. But he had like it. It, it kind of switches, and then his mitts are massive. Like his hands are just. I mean, un, unreal. He, he's going to
0: claim he, that this is not like a, a a big game for him, but we've seen this vengeful side of DeAndre Hopkins just on social media with his like, hey, you didn't I'm, about you. To, I'm about to prove everybody wrong. You didn't want me, right? I think there is a le- level of like, hey, Houston, you guys remember me? I'm that guy. I'm still that guy, and I'm about to show you. So, yeah, over 59 and a half. That's my pick. I'm riding with it all the way home. There you go. Well, let's
1: get to good news. Wilson County Hyundai brings us home as our end of show topic is, ain't that good news? Drop your good news. It's Friday. I haven't done one of these things a long, long time because I don't usually do Friday shows, but drop your good news in the comments. We're going to get to your comments and your good news good news is is wilson county hyundai has got you covered whether it's a palisade whether it is a sonata elantra their fleet of vehicles they can find your perfect make and model that's wilsoncountyhyundai.com visit Payne bone and the team at wilsoncountyhyundai.com they've got it right around the corner quick trip down i40 exit 236 all right sam let's get to good news i don't know what you've uh seen in the uh if the in the chat if there's any good news lurking oh i'll start off with a little happy birthday news to karen happy uh, birthday karen there's all she watched until quite a bit there you go happy birthday
0: happy birthday karen that's where i was going as well i was going to give karen some uh some birthday love here on a friday what a fun birthday i mean what what a season for karen christmas birthday new year's like, you're just living life for like two weeks. I feel like this is just... Uh, this That's is-
1: one of those things, and it is annoying when people are like, it's my birthday week. Like, I don't like that. I'm anti this that. This is
0: birthday week, though. <laughs> but
1: Heron is kind of justified as this, right? Yeah. You go from, this is... Now, I, my birthday's in June, which I like it as far away from other holidays as possible. I do got, I, I got a trend, because mine's June 18th, got a trend with Father's Day, but I don't mind that you don't want to be anywhere near christmas because people don't they don't
0: care they don't give you the, yeah, the the birthday love maybe one deserves it might be a little different after christmas though i think before if your birthday is december 22nd people are gonna be like all right bro it's christmas eve in I'm, two days yeah. i don't care i'm going to a christmas party tonight sorry about you uh you get it after Christmas before New Year's here and I do feel like there's this lull where people usually still off work a lot of people are still off work they're sitting at home they don't have anything going on they're looking for a reason to celebrate this is a good time for a birthday I feel like it's it's one period of the year that you're getting a lot of your uh power holidays in but good for Karen the last eight days I mean let's let's have a have an end of the year every year ends on a positive note if you're Karen.
1: Yep, absolutely. Good news. Big Ten Jeff. Dad's coming uh, today to visit Big Ten Jeff. Haven't seen him in a couple years and getting to watch the Ohio State and the playoff games together. See, I was going to take a shot at Ohio State, and Jeff, it's good news. It's a a nice Friday. I'm just going to let it (laughs) ride. I'm not going to talk about, you know, who's in the college football playoff, who's not in the college football playoffs. That's not what we're going to do here. So that is good news for Big Ten Jeff and his dad spend time with family jake on the (laughs) other hand he's gonna go with bama good news titans on sunday bama on monday looking for a loss on sunday and a big win on uh monday so you got bama jake right there i fire uh, off a take
0: real quick say again can i fire off a take real quick about the game jake is referring to michigan by 25 plus I, I think it's going to be a massacre. I think I think the Wolverines. It's going to be great to be a Michigan Wolverine on Monday. I Nick Saban doesn't know what's coming. I that's my take. But I'm I'm anti-SEC, so like this is nothing. Oh, new.
1: This, so you just backdoored this? Uh, see, this, no, no, no I just I did that. Front of, you sat I'm, there, you had it, the hottest take on the planet right here, saying so that Alabama, Alabama. No, wait, wait, wait. you got to listen to this all right, now. All right, all right, you got to learn a lesson here, Sam. If you got a hot take like that, which is one of the hottest burning takes on this planet, by saying the Alabama Crimson Tide, coached by Nick Saban, are going to get the brakes beat off of them, if you say that, you got and you did it well with your chest. So I appreciate that, but you cannot then. Back door your way. Well, I am anti SEC and hate the whole league and think that they're they're too good and I
0: just don't like them. And, and so I like, you cannot do that at the end of your take. I'm I'm getting in front of what I knew the chat was going to say because Austin and I have had the playoff debate many a times on the show over the last few weeks where I've expressed my frustration with the love the sec is getting i will say it is not this anti-bama take in this instance is not because i dislike the sec and sec fans or their level of dominance i mean i'm anti-sec in the sense that i don't think the conference is good this year i think you don't like the conference i i don't like you
1: despise the conference the conference has been terrorizing you
0: for years i don't like the level of love the conference gets when it's unwarranted because they were what? Uh, what? This, year, Sam, this year. Are you
1: listening to yourself? Unwarranted. How many
0: years has the SEC? I don't care it? about the past. I care about this year. I care about the years that they do it this year. They're under 500 against the ACC Sam, and other the entire Power entire year. they The SEC had the number one team in the country. What are you talking well, about no, this year? No, I don't care about rankings. People rank George. No, people. That's rank, how you get in. Sims. Yeah, which is dumb. I think you're a pro football analyst rankings, guy.
1: You're not a college football guy. I'm glad. Rankings I'm glad are
0: opinionated. It. The only reason Georgia was the number one team in the country was because a bunch of geezers sitting in their lazy boys said, oh, yeah, Kirby's looking like he's got the boys playing real well this year. Do you, do you to think
1: Florida go. State should have gotten in? Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm going to say, convers- Jesus, uh, this is the Jesus, I'm going to help us here. You're, then you you just, you've lost all credibility. Bama, hey. I'm taking Bama to win
0: outright, and I'm placing a bet today. Give me, give me Michigan minus 21 and a half.
1: All right, let's bet. I'll take Alabama plus 21 and a half.
0: <laughs> okay, what is what's my odds on that? Because no, I'll, take, no, it the, yeah, you I'll take it with as the as sports kid. book no, before I no, take it with you.
1: No, you're a big Seminole guy. Come on, what do you? Now I want to make a wager with you because I, well, I, now I'll I'm take a little it. I am befuddled by your
0: thoughts. Zach, I'm not going to call you names. That's this not is a fair. team that had to throw a hail mary to beat Auburn. That. Was barely able to beat low-level SEC opponents that didn't beat anybody out of conference all year.
1: Who did Michigan play all year, bud? No. Listen, no, no, no. Go to their schedule. You want to talk the now, big now, 10 no, was let's more do dominant let's out of conference. Let go to Michigan's schedule. Who all did right. Michigan play? Because Michigan. you're saying that they don't play any they, they didn't play anybody. They almost got beat by Auburn. Who did Michigan We're actually play? At least play. Michigan won. No, Michigan- I'm I'm asking. I'm asking for a friend. They didn't play anybody out of conference, but they blew out who, their who? opponents. No, no, list them, list them. Let's hear them. Let's say. Let's let's go through this. We're listening. List Michigan's
0: opponents this year: East Carolina. Yep. Yeah, hot, sneaky Starting good, hot. sneaky good, sneaky good. UNLV, Bowling Green. Now I know what you're thinking, but they're beating them. 35 no, no to 7, 30 to 3, 31 to 6, Rutgers 31 to 7, Nebraska, 45 to 7, Minnesota, Indiana 52 to 7, Michigan State, 49 to nothing, Purdue 41-13. Then they beat Penn State on the road no, by stop, 10. stop there. Penn State, which I'll get to my good news. Uh, Penn State is playing tomorrow
1: versus Ole Miss. Old Miss gonna beat the brakes off of them. And so up until Penn State, how many teams? were worth a damn up until that point?
0: Not many. Maybe no, no, one. no, 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 no. The answer is zero. Zero. I you, I, Matt, some are saying UNLV won their conference, though. UNLV's trash, okay? Okay, so you played Penn State.
1: Penn State. Continue.
0: Uh, Maryland.
1: Ohio State. Iowa. Okay, so you played Penn State and Ohio State. That is what Michigan has represented. Iowa can't doesn't know what the end zone looks like. They can't find it. But they can't spell it. There's a difference because if you're going to play teams like – if you're going to play bad Sam, teams, out a conference. Sam, 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 let me go back and make you eat your words. You're saying that Michigan is so deserving. They had a two-game
0: season. They've blown everybody out, though. They, That's my Sam, point. Really- they had a two-game season. It, the it's not always
1: they is won about two games to get to the college football playoff Sam
0: well, who did Georgia play Georgia lost the one game they did play Re- go to Georgia's let's compare them okay Georgia's schedule but you see you're gonna think that the that, the, that all these SEC games against South Carolina are tough games well if you, you're gonna sit there and yell how good UNLV is I'm let's kidding. just go through UT Martin, Ball State, South Carolina, UAB, Auburn, one by seven, Kentucky, Vanderbilt, Florida, Missouri, Ole Miss, Tennessee, Georgia Missouri, Tech, Ole Miss, Tennessee.
1: Plus, Kentucky is good. They're not. They're not bad. They're better than Maryland. They're better than Rutgers. They're better than some of the other teams that they played. So that's what I'm saying. Either and not then they played Alabama. State, Ohio, Michigan State, Ohio. Had, but how many formidable opponents you could say, and I'll get to your level, you could say Georgia had, I would say, at least four to five. Formidable. Not great teams, but formidable. So they had four to five games that they had to win to get to this point that they didn't even get to. And Michigan sure. had to play poor ass Penn State, poor ass Penn State, and Ohio State. Penn State is like was That's very two. very good this That's year. Two. That's and they it. played Iowa. They played Iowa. Iowa is slaw. You know what? We're going to beat Tennessee. We'll find that out. I- Iowa can't score.
0: True, but they can play
1: defense. Iowa almost lost to Nebraska at the end of the season. It took uh, Nebraska screwing themselves at the end of that game. Look at Georgia almost lost to Georgia Tech at the end so of the season. So then let's go to the next level. Tell me
0: why in God's green earth that Florida State should have been in the playoff. I, I just, it's it's a very simple recipe to me. I just believe, I, I and I will say by the letter of the law of what the college football playoff committee defines as getting into the playoff, which is the best four teams, Florida state should not be in the playoff. They're not one of the best four teams. That's pretty black and white. I believe that policy in general is very dumb. Because I believe it discredits essentially the entire regular season. I don't believe in the idea of best four teams. I think that's completely opinionated, and I, I don't believe it can actually be backed.
1: You I know think- what discredits? Let me say this. You know what discredits the entire regular season? Only having to play Penn State and Ohio State to be undefeated. That Why? discredits the entire regular season. Why would you if play anybody stand on that? Do you think Florida State is better than Georgia or Alabama?
0: No. no. So
1: why should they play in a game they that won decides all their football who the games. champion is?
0: They won all their football games. They scheduled LSU. Because they had
1: a similar schedule. No, they scheduled
0: that Michigan. LSU. They scheduled LSU. They went and they they smoked them. They uh, top preseason, top 10 LSU. They went on the road and smoked them. They, uh, they won every single football game that they played, whether they had their quarterback in there. Jordan Travis was in there or not. And... I think not, but isn't that a huge deal?
1: So if you were on the playoff committee, Sam, you would have voted for Florida state to get in.
0: Yeah. Because I think at the end of the day, like, look at, look at the NFL. I, I mean, if you, if you were looking at the NFL and there was a team that was really, really good late in the year. And then like, let's say Lamar Jackson gets hurt on Sunday and he's out and he's not playing anymore. Do you just remove the Baltimore Ravens from the playoffs because they're not the same team with Tyler Huntley in there as they are with Lamar Jackson? If you can, you do. Oh, absolutely not because the game, there's 52 other guys there. There's, you know, but 16
1: who, who are you replacing for. the Huntley-led team with, right? I think that's the
0: key. Alabama Let's is, let's add the Jets with Aaron Rodgers because that we think they might be a, one of the best teams when they actually have their quarterback in there. But 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 okay, the games okay, mean.
1: There something. you go. So uh, I yeah I'm voting the New York Jets oh, okay. with Aaron Rodgers. Okay.
0: I respect the commitment to it, but I just think the games need to mean something. Like wins and losses should matter.
1: And Jay is arguing if Travis would smoke Alabama, like I, th- that's a good argument. I would love to see that, right? But the fact that for a state it is a human committee right humans make decisions you talk about politics and all the decisions are being made right we don't agree with all of those you don't you know, disagree with all of them like that's the point of democracy is that you had this committee that everybody signed up for to say that it wasn't a dictatorship it wasn't a singular president to say this is what i think it had a group of peers that were all different, right? They had athletic directors, they had coaches, they had former players, they had all of that. And they came together, to get together, and they pretty much were, I don't want to say unanimous because I wasn't in the room, but everybody as a as the popular vote knows that Alabama should be playing Michigan, not a backup quarterback for the state-ridden team. That now their whole team started to run.
0: But here, this is my ultimate problem with it is like Lucas Burks says, Sam, you just answered the question without Aaron Rodgers. Nobody wants to see the Jets just like nobody wants to see Florida State. And that is the argument. But that's what I find so flawed about it is that when you determining the outcome of a national champion, when you're determining the outcome of sports, none of it should be based on what people want to see. I don't give a shit what you want to see. I don't care what you want to see. I don't care what the committee wants to see. I don't care about the TV dollars. That is ultimately what it comes down to. That's why the decisions are made because they know Alabama, the SEC in general, is going to bring in more of this than no, playing. No, wrong. No, Sam, you're wrong there. I don't. Alabama is a better team. I think, I think it's naive to team. think that it's no, no. no, no Sam, you, dollar Sam, you,
1: you admitted that you were just wrong in this situation because you said at, to start the conversation, that Alabama was better yeah. than Florida State. I think. So why, I, I, I think Sam? If they why are you right going now, to put on? You said it. Your opinion yourself. Why would you put in a team that is
0: not as good as another team in a Final Four? Because they they haven't lost. And like, if if we always judged it based, like I bet you if. if if Bama and Georgia played right now, I think Georgia's the better team. I think Vegas would take Georgia, but they played a football game and Alabama beat them. And now Alabama's in over Georgia because Alabama beat them. But, but Florida that, State
1: did not play Alabama. You but, said, in your opinion, that you felt like Alabama is a better I, I team think than if they Florida, played State. Florida
0: State right now, they
1: would win the game. So that's the point. That's what a but committee they that's the that is why they put a committee because Sam and this is where I don't understand and this is again I got another back in my day the the BCS system
0: would you rather just have computers no i've been i've been the well i've been big playoff forever and and so i mean it's more than just this year it's a flawed system in general because doing a four team playoff You're all, it's five, always going to be a flawed system right four team playoff with five major conferences was never smart to begin with that, that was a big that was silly. Um, I, I just think that this, right? Uh, yeah. It's not about the money. It's just about the money. I don't, I don't, I don't but know what he's trying to say uh, here.
1: What but. this is, this was the best solution that humans could come up with based on the criteria and the criteria. There's a lot of gray. It's not systematic and black and white. Like the BCS system was whatever number comes out up. Florida State's playing Tennessee. That's what it is. Oklahoma's playing whoever, right? That was what it was for this system. They got it absolutely correct. And if you want to halt, like, this is, and this goes back to the Michigan thing to kind of come us full circle is, if you want to prop up the regular season, that's the problem is that other regular seasons are trash like Michigan's. I don't think Michigan is a bad football team. I just think that their their schedule is so bad it is so horrendous it would be like the tennessee titans playing only two good teams all year
0: i just but like why would you ever they would schedule look a any, lot better than they actually schedule anybody are. though if if i'm florida state i go schedule top 10 sec opponent on the road in the swamp in one of the most difficult places to play or not in the, whatever in in baton rouge whatever you go beat them You go beat LSU, you win every single game you play. You Clemson was highly rated at the beginning of the year. Obviously, it didn't work out great for them, but you go beat Clemson, Uh, you win every game, and then the team goes, "Mm, but you I know you won every football game, but you're not in because we just don't think you're one of the best. Why would you ever go schedule that opponent? Why would you ever go what like go play Troy? Like go play South Alabama, go play Florida International, go play games that you're going to win because it doesn't really matter who you play. It just comes down to a bunch of dudes and a lazy boy saying who they think the best four are. Well, and it does the come quarterback, down to dollars The quarterback,
1: with Florida State, it was actually a, a, a neutral site game to start. It was actually closer to, it was in Florida. It was in Orlando. But for what the quarterback situation happened, if Jordan Travis was playing, Sam, I think we're in agreement that Florida State should get in.
0: I'm not sure they do regardless. If
1: Jordan Travis is healthy, I think there's an uproar that you can't put Alabama in the, the, this is the SEC where they're on the outside looking in because it's justified because Jordan Travis they've that's really they've done nothing wrong. they and they might have moved Texas
0: out. Huh? And that they might have moved Texas out in that spot. And that I think they would have, which would have been crazy. Possibly so.
1: But if Jordan Travis was healthy, Florida State is in. I mean, that's probably. what the committee literally said. They're similar that, to Washington. And and you know what, Sam? That's the way that it should be. As, I'm an SEC guy. I went to Ole Miss. I, I I'm open about that. But if Jordan Travis was healthy and they won all of their games, Florida State should have gone. And the, really the question would have been Alabama or Texas. And now there's a whole nother situation on our hands, right? Because yeah.
0: Florida State doesn't drop if Jordan Travis is healthy. Probably true. Uh, I don't know. Uh, this is. I think it does come down to this from Hammer. is just this is why I have always been an NFL guy at heart. And I, I, I dive into the NFL because I think college football – Weird and illogical in a lot of ways. I also don't understand how people are, like, fired up to win the Mayo Bowl and, like, oh, how about that? We just won the Pop-Tart Bowl. It's like, okay, congrats. Go hang the trophy. Uh, It's a weird thing to me. It's a weird culture, not something I grew up with. I'm fully willing to admit that and take that on the chin. Uh, And, you know, that, that does make me a bit of a black sheep in this part of the country. Just my outsider perspective.
1: My I, this is good news. Quick shade. The Mayo ball is disgusting. That whole broadcast team should be put
0: in prison. I didn't watch it, but th- that was last night, right, or a couple days ago. That was two nights ago. Yeah. It was
1: d- the, the, the I hate mayonnaise. I had to watch it because I bet on it, and I I was about to turn the damn thing off. But the pop tarts I could deal with. I like pop tarts. Most people like pop tarts. Pop tarts.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I can watch a bowl game. It was just—I I don't even remember. I watched the Northern Illinois bowl game against Arkansas State. Hilarious watching Butch Jones like flip on the sidelines. It was a very bad call that won NIU that game. But they're playing it, and I'm just sitting here to myself. I'm like, what are we? What are we really playing for, though? Like, what are we really playing for? I guess there's money attached to like winning a bowl game and stuff. But well, I'm uh, think-
1: pride and coaches, coaches, jobs, yeah. and and there's a whole nother conversation. Nope. But actually the system of the NCAA has a problem because they can't have all of their guys transfer. And then you have a bunch of brand new players playing a bowl game, right? Like, yeah, but that's a big, yeah.
0: That's
1: with it. all of the, like Kansas state's quarterback looked pretty dang good. And so we're going to get to see him next year. Kansas State should be ranked a little bit higher because now we got to see him perform. Uh, Oklahoma's yeah, Nico playing
0: for Tennessee will be could be fun, right? Depending on how Nico looks, that yeah, like
1: there's good give and take, but the transfer, like God bless that that has kind of destroyed. They're gonna have to re there. There's a lot of things moving pieces. Here's my quick good news. Uh, We got way off track, but disturbingly so. I'm taking Alabama now, just out of spite, (laughs) Um, and. My good news is, and it goes right into what we talked about. We're gonna, I'm gonna watch Ole Miss whip Penn State's ass to make sure that Michigan now their season looks even worse, mm. right? So and uh, Drew I'm, Aller playing. I, I spent all week uh, hydrating, drinking tea, doing whatever I could because I wanted to go to this bowl game, uh, the Peach Peach Bowl tomorrow. So that's my good news.
0: There you go. Uh, my good news is uh, date night tonight. Got a nice date night, surprise date night. Uh, you know, a little, little holiday date. I don't know what's happening, but my fiance is taking me uh, on a date. So excited for that on a Friday night, and uh, I will be betting on Michigan now because if I'm gonna keep, you know, banging this drum, I'm gonna go down with the ship if it uh, doesn't go my way this weekend. So, yeah, I'm 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 going Bama. All right,
1: there we go. We'll, we'll find out. I love it. All right, great show long longer show we were we were doing really good and then college football will always do that i'm glad we got that discussion and uh kudos to the chat hope everybody has a great weekend want to make sure we got all of our super chats we got all of our super chats in and uh have a great weekend on this friday happy new year the next time we'll see it will be a brand new year we'll start out 2024 with a bang big things to come For our Titans coverage with Sam. Sam, I think you're going to have a big 2024 year uh, uh, along with A to Z sports employees all over the country. We wish you guys the best. Happy New
0: Year. And we will see you next week. Adios. Titans at 2 later today. Go check out Titans at 2 for a full Will Levis update after practice.